quest for gold. It's been a back and forth week for leaders of the 2021 Games in Japan. Late Thursday, a report surfacing out of Britain that Japanese officials had privately concluded the summer games would be canceled and the country would instead try to secure the games in 2032. However, that is being denied by Tokyo Olympic organizers who say they are pressing ahead with the rescheduled games. A government spokesperson saying there is no truth to the report. The IOC called the report categorically untrue. And the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee releasing a statement saying any official communication on the Olympic and Paralympic Games Tokyo 2020 will come from the IOC, Tokyo Organizing Committee, and the Japanese government. We have not received any information suggesting the games will not happen as planned, and our focus remains on the health and preparedness of Team USA athletes ahead of the games this summer. Much of Japan is currently under a state of emergency due to a third wave of COVID-19 infections. Meanwhile, competitions are slowly coming back ahead of the 2021 games. We start with a weekend of swimming, the TYR Pro Swim Series, which took place in San Antonio and Richmond. Reagan Smith making a name for herself. She eyes a trip to Tokyo this summer. The 18-year-old finished the first day of competition, second in the women's 200 free, and won the 100 fly. On day two, won the 200 fly and beat out Olivia Smaliga and Kathleen Baker in the 100 backstroke. Olympic silver medalist Chase Kalitz won the men's 400 individual medley on Friday. Sticking with swimming, former Olympic gold medalist Cleet Keller reportedly tearfully apologized to his former coaches after being arrested and charged with storming the U.S. Capitol on January 6th while wearing a Team USA jacket. He faces charges and, if convicted, could spend up to five years in prison and face a quarter-million-dollar fine. On the winter sports side, Nathan Chen grabbed his fifth consecutive figure skating national championship. That hasn't been done in the U.S. in nearly 70 years. Brady Tunnell won on the women's side her second time as a national champion. We talked to Brady back in episode 13. Looking forward to LA 2028, the LA 2028 committee has named Sapora Herman as its new CFO. He was previously with the San Francisco 49ers and an executive at Facebook. The U.S. women's national soccer team played to a 4-0 win over Columbia in a friendly match in Orlando. Carly Lloyd and Megan Rapino making their first appearances for the women's team. Since March of 2020, the team has not lost a match in nearly two years, 33 matches. Sticking with soccer, the U.S. men's national team now training with the U23 team. And that U23 team has an opportunity to qualify for the Tokyo Games. The U.S. men's team has not qualified for a summer game since Beijing in 2008. And like most of the world, the team has paused operations for nearly a year due to the pandemic. But the hope is they'll be able to find their groove in the short time set to qualify. Georgie Mahalovic is a 22-year-old budding star in U.S. soccer. He played for the Chicago Fire and actually came up with the team's program as a child, but in December was traded out of his hometown to Montreal. I was able to jump on a Zoom conference call with him and some other reporters set up by U.S. soccer this week. It's going pretty well right now. Now, I had a light training today and um, going to ramp things up the next couple of days and get ready for the, for the match at the end of the month. Hey, Georgie, what's going on? Hey, Paul. Um, wanted to ask just your thoughts on, on making the move to Montreal and um, you know what this opportunity means for you and your career and, and maybe give a bit of pressure to be a big TAM signing and, and uh, a significant trade uh, move for a club um, to come in and, and produce right away. Yeah, this, this move has been a, a long time coming for me. Um, I think is this move is good for me and the and Chicago Fire alike. Um, it took a lot of time and a lot of thinking and uh, 
to to figure out the right destination for me and the right moment to to make the change and with talking with the club and with the ownership group at Chicago um I we we all came to the conclusion that this was the right choice and for me personally um I was with the club for almost a decade and and it got to the point where I thought a change was going to be the most important thing right now for my career and what would help me the most in my development and now I have the opportunity to to do that I have um certain expectations that that are on my shoulders now obviously with the uh, the price that comes with with the move and and that kind of thing it's important it's important for players to have these kinds of pressure to improve as a player and I'm definitely looking forward to to this next season with Montreal next up we'll take Michaela Giannone from Univision Michaela your microphone should be on Yeah, no, um, I think everybody here knows the importance of, of this next year, especially for the for Olympic qualifiers. Um, obviously, we all know the last two cycles didn't go well for us, and we know this is a, a major priority in all of U.S. soccer right now. And on your second part, I don't think we're necessarily favorites to win right now. We all know the, the quality of, of the teams in CONCACAF, and we know that that is going to be a difficult road down there. Um, we're obviously com- completely motivated when we go down there. You know, we know that we have the quality, we have the talent to to win down in, in Mexico and to make it to the world and make it to the Olympics and hopefully win there. And right now, that's our main focus. And I think you know, down here in Florida with the senior team, it's. It's helping us as a group, you know, get the principles down, how we want to play as a team. It's important for us to to get those things right before we head to Mexico. And also the physical part, you know, to stay in shape, it's going to be a um, short period of time before, between games. And to, to for everybody to be in shape for for those kinds of things is important for us. Next up, we'll take Brian Scaretta from American Soccer Now. Brian, you to unmute your microphone. Thank you very much, uh, Chris. Jordy, you've at times worn the armband this team to camps, and and you've um, so you've been you've had a lot of responsibility in this team, even though it's been a disjointed cycle due to the long layoff. But discuss the evolution of this team from where it was, you know, when you first started, you know, playing with this U23 team to where it is now, and and how you see a lot of these new guys. um, Some of the U20 kids, uh, Andres Perea, and a few others like Daryl DK. Discuss like you know, the, the, you know where it is now from where where it started and, and, um, and how it's progressing and towards qualifying. Yeah, no. Um, from our first camp in in March of twenty nineteen, when we went to Spain, we played two games there, and the the road that we traveled since then um, has been only up. We've only improved as a team. And I think this past year, with uh, the the pandemic happening, it's given a lot of players opportunities to grow as 
as, as individuals and for us to grow as a team too. Now we have we have we've had more opportunities to come together uh, before qualifiers, and it's given a lot of more players opportunities to to grow in their individual clubs as well as grow as a collective team in, with the 23s and to see you know a lot of young players developing and and me having that certain leadership role on the team is 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 growing is is helping us grow it as well next up ryan burnham thank you so much uh, i'm sure during the pandemic you've had a lot of time to think about where you are personally and, and in your career uh, what goals have you laid out for yourself here in 2021 as far as growth and, and achievements um, that you, you hope to accomplish? no i think Personally, uh, I've always dreamed of playing the Olympics, so to make that final roster to go to the Olympics would be a huge, uh, huge goal of mine right now. Um, and from a club standpoint, you know, I I want to win trophies with with my club. I haven't, I wasn't able to do that with uh, Chicago, and hopefully this this change in going to Montreal will help me achieve that goal of mine as well. Awesome. Uh, one more last minute question. This time from Charles Bowen of MLSsoccer.com. Thank you. Just, uh, I just a quick question about uh, club releases. This is this can be kind of a tricky topic for the Olympic cycle. Do you, I don't know if you've had any conversations with Montreal yet, but do you expect to, to be released uh, for qualifying and, and then subsequent events? And do you proceed, you know, maybe you worry have to make a case to your club for that release? Yeah, I think that's more of a, a conversation that that my club, the coaches, the directors have at my club. Um, of course, I, I would 100% choose yes. And and also, this is a tricky time in, in life right now. We haven't even figured out the start of the season yet. And, you know, if the season starts in later than usual, then I'm, I'm sure there won't be a, that big of an issue. But obviously, it comes down to the clubs. And right now, you know, a bunch of us, we, we came into January camp, we're getting fit physically in January camp, we're getting, uh, we're growing as a team here, and I think if we continue to do that, if we continue to, to have these, uh, these types of camps before qualifiers and to get the players ready, I think that would benefit us a lot. But at the end of the day, it just comes down to, to the club's decision. Of course, for the club to have to make that decision on the Olympics, the U23 team needs to qualify. Those matches are set to begin in March. Thanks for joining us on Quest for Gold. Next week, we hit the road, the bike, the water. We're talking to a triathlete. I'm Ryan Burrow. We'll see you then.